Okay, good luck, everybody. Always a special schuss to be together. Matzah Shabbos Kodesh, and to, to start the week, Bikdusha, to start the week in Ruchnias, to start the week, taking Shabbos into the week, and elevating ourselves through the Helga Torah. Well, the Torah tonight, or the Chizik tonight, I want, first of all, it's being sponsored anonymously, for Rafua, for Yaakov Ben Sara. Yaakov Ben Sara is someone I'm very, very close to. Him and his entire family, and we should have him in our tefillahs. If you could take down his name, Yaakov and Sara, we should dive in the Mirza Shem. He's a very special person, a very big tzaddik, and the Kadosh Baruch Hu should bring him refuos and yeshuos. Soch Sharchel Yisrael Bez Hashem. And I want also that all the Torah tonight should be Lila Nishmas, a very Kadosh Degayid, who you'll hear about tonight somewhat Bez Hashem, just a tip of a yam and who he was. But there was a very holy yid that was killed. Two Shabbosos ago, in Gaza, 21 years old, Benjamin Erli. And I happened to have this chus to spend a lot of time with his family, mainly with his mother, his father, some of his, some of his siblings, when I was just in Eretz Yisrael. And Mitzvah Shem, all the Torah, the Chizikos, so there should be a big chus for his neshama. Benjamin Meir, Ben Zev, David, Chusu Yagen Aleinu, Big Tzadik. We're going to be zoicha to Gula, and be zoicha to be tanting together with him with Gula Shleima b'meher b'meinu. So I feel an achrayus tonight, and over these last few days, just to talk about a recent trip I had to Eretz because even though each and every one of us here in Chutzlaretz for the last two months, every moment all we could think about is Eretz Libya B'Mizrach on the highest of levels. And we've spoken about how Tzadikim teach us, we've given rayas and proofs from Chazal that when you really want to be somewhere, you really have a desire to be somewhere, on some level, it's like we're there. And definitely each and every one of us, our hearts are in Eretz Yisrael and we're connected to Eretz Yisrael in very real ways. We felt that every single moment, more than ever, hopefully we always feel that. We always have Shaifas to be there, but we've definitely felt that more than ever over the last two months. But ain't no doyme mamish being there. You can't compare being in Eretz Yisrael. As much as, again, our, heart is, our hearts are there, and our machshavos are there, and our tefillos are there, every moment... Trust me, because my heart, my heart has been there. My heart's always there, but more than ever over the last two months. But it was, you can't compare Mamish being there. And I'll be honest. I'll be honest for a moment. You know, on, on one level, I always look forward to this year, to the Nashim Tukaniyas getting together every other week. Amati Shabbos Kaidesh. MS, I always get a lot of chizik. Because, again, this is a shir that has no affiliation, it's not a seminary, it's not a, a college, it's not even a shul. We, we, we move around from this shul to another shul, dependent on what's available. It's a, shul, it's a shir that's made up just of, of young women who are Nashim Tzikanios, who want to grow, and want to learn Torah. And that's something very, very special to me. Very, very special to me. That's why I take this year very seriously and bikvias, and we, we try to never miss. At the same time, 
It's a little bit sad to be here tonight. And I don't mean to learn Torah with you and to be together with you. No one should take that in a way that chas shalom offensive. But I mean to be here. So last month Shabbos I had this chus to share Torah in Yerushalayim Erech That was a men's event. But this past Monday night I had a women's event in Yerushalayim Erech It was a beautiful event by Hask and thank you Hashem and Erech Hundreds and hundreds of young women, so beautiful. Yishalayim. And I started out, it was that night, Monday night, I was davening them, Mashiach will come, he didn't come yet, but I, I started out by looking at them and saying how jealous I am of them. Because you're here, and if we're not Zoyach Mashiach, I was going to get on a flight, then I did get on a flight, and I'm back here with you. You know, of course, each and every one of us, I'm sure, has different achrayas, different responsibility, whether you're in school, whether whatever the responsibility might be right now. But that's where we're supposed to be. And I'm telling you, each and every one of you, get there as soon as you can. Just to be, even if it's for a few days right now, because, and you guys know, we've spoken about it, Yisrael, how many numerous times over the years, how much my heart is in there to Yisrael always. But it's different now. It's different now. It's where you're supposed to be. It's where we're supposed to be. You feel it. You, 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 oh, every time I'm there, I step down on the ground and I feel more at home than, than all of the 330 days a year that I'm here generally or whatever it might be. I feel more, way more at home there. I always tell people, I have a house here. I don't have a home here. This is not home. Our home is there. Our home is there. We have to believe that. We have to know that. But to be there now... Is something you feel it in such a special way. You feel what it is to be home. You feel what it is to be part of Klal Yisrael, what it, to be part of Am Yisrael. You feel what it is to really be in our land with all the Yidin, which these, which you'll hear stories tonight. The holy of Jews I've I've met in my life, and it's just a different feeling, you know, with all the pain and with all the suffering that's gone gone on over the last two months. When you're there, you, the pain and suffering is very real. It's there as well. But there's a sense of, of, of hope, of understanding, of amuna, of gvura, of knowing that we're going to be okay, it's just a matter of when, knowing that we're going to have a gula, you feel it there in the most real of ways. I can't explain it. I'll tell you, MS, when I was there and speaking to different people there, I never was, I never was more embarrassed in my life than I live in America. It was a sense of busha. Like real busha. Like real. I wanted to like, I, I couldn't talk to certain people. I felt, I had to stop the conversation because I felt too embarrassed to talk to them. Who am I? Why? why? And even though I, I think about it every day of my life and I believe this is where the Rabbanishim wants me just based on my avod and based on who I'm here with and what I'm doing. Still, I just felt the sense of busha. There's so much oneness. You meet the tzaddikim, each soldier. You meet Yidin, whose children are, are fighting, are, are giving up, are risking their lives, are getting up their lives for Klai Yisrael. Holy, holy Jews. It's the land, but it's not just the land, it's the people in Yisrael that are different types. Of, they're made differently. Because they're embedded with the Kedushas of the Aretz. 
You know, we've shared a Torah before, maybe some of you remember. Very beautiful Torah. It's a Torah that gives me a lot of chizik. It's an emistic Torah. It's on, on last week's parasha, parasha's Vayetze. Where Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Avinu was traveling to Charon. We're already, you know, we're past, we just finished Vayishlach. He already has a full four wives and twelve children by now. But let's go back. Prior to marriage, when he was single, and he leaves Eretz Yisrael going to Charan to find a wife, or a few wives. And he gets all the way to Charan and he realizes, wait, I'm all the way to Charan, but I didn't daven on Harabayas. I didn't daven on the place where my father davened, my grandfather davened. The holiest place in the world, I have to daven to be successful first. Our tefillah is so chashev, right? So he wanted to go back, so he decided to go back. And what happened? He had Kvitsa Zaderach. He got back very quickly. But the Gemara Chulim points out, this is a Torah we've shared before, but if it's worth the Chazara. The Gemara Chulim points out that he had a very different Kvitsa Zaderach than any other case in history. What's Kvitsa Zaderach generally mean? We find Eliezer had Kvitsa Zaderach. It means a week's journey takes a day. A month's journey takes a week, right? For tzaddikim, for special situations, Hashem allows them not to waste their time in their travels. But by Yaakov, it was very different. You know what happened by Yaakov, Chavra? HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't, it's not that a, a week's journey took a day. He was going to Harabayas, Hashem lifted up Harabayas and brought it to him. Hashem lifted up Harabayas and brought it to him. Rav Moshe Feinstein asks, and others, but why would Hashem make such a nace? So allow normal Kvitsa Zederech. Let him get there very quickly, in an hour. Lift up our bias, brought it to him. Why is that? Because Yaakov Avinu was leaving Eretz Yisrael. Leaving the place that he became Yaakov Avinu. The place where he learned Torah his whole life, by his father, by his grandfather. In Yeshiva Shem Be'ever. And he's going to Charon, he's going to Chutzlaret, he's going to a place full of deceit. He's going to a place with Lava and all Sheker and Taiva. And he was actually scared. Am I going to be successful? Can I be a tzaddik there? The Medrash says he felt Kamin Kaisel in front of him. He felt like there was a wall in front of him. So Hashem brought him, Ramayisha finds explains, Hashem picked up Harabayas and brought it to him to say, you know what? You can make this Harabayas as well. In other words, I'm everywhere, Hashem. You know, like the song back in the day, right? Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is true. It's a very deep song. Remember one Purim years ago? A big chevr over? And we just started singing that? Stop and chevr, you know, you, I'm not going to ask you to do it now, you know, obviously, but like Lamaisa, it's like, you know, we sing a lot of songs, it's like the deepest song. It's the deepest song. So Hashem was telling that to Yaakov, you know, he's saying, no, 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 no. You have to learn that if this is your tafka to be here now, and to get married here now, and to have children here now. Harabayas could be here as well on some level. I don't want you to think you could only be close to me in Yushalayim, and only when you're by the Kaisal, and only when you're there. You, the, here too, you could be a big tzaddik. Here too, you could be big. Here too, you could feel my presence. It's a big chizik to each and every one of us. Big Torah. One of the most important Torahs. Most often when my Talmidim, many of my Talmidim, when they come back and they finish the tkuf of learning Eretz and they're coming to it, whether it's YU or Shari Hashem or, or Neri Sral, Landers, whatever it is, I learn this Torah with them. I tell them they have to make a photocopy and put it on their wall, never to forget it. To know that the Rebbe is here as well. You've got to be, feel the closeness.
and that we could be just as big a tzaddik or tzaddikas. It's a beautiful Torah. It's a lot of chizik. And in Echanami, it's true. We have to feel Hashem by our side every moment here as well. But in the end, let's be real. As much as that's true, you're going to feel more if you're actually there. And we all do. And that's where we're supposed to be. And I'll tell you, I can't tell you enough how each and every one of you should, should go and go for a few days. If you can't until vacation time, until then December, January, even if you had different plans to go. I'm telling you, and there's so much to do for Klai but not just to do, just to walk the streets. It's a different feeling. And then stay forever. You'll call your parents, don't worry. You'll, 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 you'll explain it to them that you just can't come back. Like, think about it very seriously. Because then I can actually come, you know. I believe, I think about it every day, that I have to be here for you, basically. And for, so if you all go, I, then I have no, that's it, I'm ready. So go. Okay, so I want to I wanna tonight just share some Torah and some Chizik from Eretz Yisrael. Torahs that I, I shared in Eretz Yisrael, Torahs that I... The stories and the stories are all Torahs. You know, sometimes the biggest stories... The biggest Torahs are stories, right? The Bashem today was Yud Tes Kislev, a day of, of Hasidus. The Baal Shem HaKadosh used to te- taught this idea that you could teach through stories. But Emma says it wasn't the Baal Shem. There was someone a lot earlier that taught, taught through stories. The Ebishter himself. Open up Sefer Barashas that we're in the middle of. We've spoken about this before. How many mitzvahs are in all of Sefer Barashas? How many are in Sefer Barashas? A grand total of? Anyone remember? No one wants to guess here. Three. Three mitzvahs. Puruvu and Barashas, having children. And Lech Lecha Brismila. And this week's parasha, Gidanasha. That's it. It's just stories teaching us the foundation of life, teaching us midos, teaching us the way that we're supposed to live our lives. Some of the stories are the biggest tyrants. We don't share in preparation of Mirza Hashem. This Thursday night's the first licht, the first candle of Hanukkah. Very excited to bring light into the world in the darkest of times. We need a lot of light. And this Hanukkah hopefully is going to be a big gula, a big Yeshua, Bez Hashem is Baruch. We're going to see, we're going to see. I feel it. So I want to share, share an idea, Torah, that I think is everything that Claudius was about these days. The Hanukkah lights have zmanim. Like many Allahos have zmanim. By the way, you as women, you're mechuyiv in, in Neiris Hanukkah just as much as men. Let's not forget that, right? Even though it's mitzvah zaseishas man grama, that generally nashim peturos, even though it's a time bound mitzvah that generally women are pater, we know that those mitzvahs, like by Hanukkah, and like by Purim, and like by Pesach, afhein being that women, machlok is either meant they played a crucial role in the story here, we have Yehudis, or they were saved together with the men, but ultimately, your obligation in menorah is just as much as mine. Now, a different. Again, married women generally don't like the menorah based on ishto kagufo. Single women, whatever your minog is, it's different menhagim when it comes to that. But definitely, if a woman's alone, or even if her, or her husband's away, or, or you have a chiyav in menorah, just like a, just like a man on the same level, same level. A woman could light on behalf of a man, even. Okay, that sounds very liberal. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just saying, lemaisa can. The husband's away, whatever it might be, and not going to be home until very late, past the Zaman, or whatever. So now there's Zaman, there's, there's particular times, 
to light the menorah, right? So the earliest you're supposed to light the menorah is Shkia, sunset. That's the earliest time. If need be in Bidiyevet from Plaga Mincha, like we do on Friday night, because Friday night you can't light the menorah at Shkia, it's already Shabbos, you can't light the menorah, right? So you have to light earlier, and then you have to make sure that there's enough oil to last at least a half hour after Shkia. That's why, by the way, on Friday night, you know the colored candles, like in the box that are 79 cents in Gourmet Glot, right? Like that a lot of people use. They're beautiful. And a lot of children use those, and it's very nice. And on a regular night, that's totally fine. They last, I've seen many times, they last about 33, 34 minutes, which is totally, as long as the candles last 30 minutes, it's fine. As long as you're lighting after Shkia, which every other night you are. But on Friday night, we light earlier. Lighting those candles, you're not going to be right to the mitzvah. You can't use those on Friday nights. You have to use either oil or, or like Shabbos candles, something that's going to last a half hour after Shkia. Not even sure that's a good idea for chinuch purposes, but that's another discussion we won't get into now for Friday night. So that's the beginning zman, shkia basically, and the best is somewhere between shkia and seizakuchavim and nightfall. What's the last time that you could light the menorah with a bracha if you're alone? A lot of interesting halachot, but if you're alone, and the last time you could light with a bracha is a very interesting zman. We don't find it any other place. I don't believe. Ad regel min hashok. Heard that before? Ad regel min hashok. Which means, as long as people are outside in the marketplace, once there are tichle, finished, no longer people outside, you no longer can light the menorah with a bracha. If no one else is up in your house, because... Now on a simple level, on a, on a, very, on a very practical level, Pashtus makes a lot of sense. Being that the, the halach of Menorah is pursuing Isa to publicize this incredible miracle, there have to be people that could see that. That's the Pashat understanding. But this unique Zman that we don't find anywhere else, I think, is here to teach us also some deeper lessons. I want to share something that I've seen in Svarim. A very beautiful idea, and it's, I think it embodies all that we're about over these past two months, in the most beautiful of ways. It's been of the most difficult days of our, of our lives. Definitely an hour door. We've also seen what we're all about as Klai Yisrael. Which is so much chizik. And that's the chizik I received. I went to Yisrael not knowing what I'm going to feel, not knowing what it's going to be. I've never gotten more chizik in my life. From the people of Eretz Yisrael. Regal. Achitichla regal. Pashat is... Until they're no longer regal, people walking around, regal is a foot, right? In the marketplace. But regal is also a shortage of hergel. What is hergel? Hergel is rote, mechanical, robotic action. You know, there are people, hopefully nobody here, that, that daven every day, but their davening is rote and mechanical. It's more like a Hebrew reading exercise than Avodah Shebelev. And there are those that keep Shabbos every single week. And it's very beautiful and real. And they would never do a malacha. But they're not feeling any connection to Hashem. And, and any connection to what the day of rest really means. Lo Aleinu. Their, their Avodah Hashem is Hergel. It's robotic. It's mechanical. Sometimes even in Ben Adam there are people that do a lot of acts of kindness but just because they know they're supposed to. 
you feel the difference. You don't feel the love necessarily. But Rahman will leave a boy. Krishparku wants our hearts. Krishparku doesn't want just mechanical Judaism. He wants passionate Judaism. Rahman will leave a boy. He wants our hearts. Hergul is just normal. Hergul is day in and day out, robotic, mechanical, just norm. He wants us to be not normal. He doesn't want us to be normal. So comes Hanukkah, this beautiful Yantiv, where the Yuvanim said, be normal. The Yuvanim say, be robotic. Take godliness out of it. Take passion out of it. Extinguish the light. Yuvanim say, just be physical. Even the word Yavan, what is it? if you look at the word Yavan, it's a Yud, Vav, Nun. It's like pulling us down into the ground. Be part of this normal, regular world. Just rope, mechanical, robotic life. is abolish all the hergel. Get rid of hergel. The vote of Hanukkah is till we get rid of that lifestyle. That we're not normal. We're passionate. We're excited. We don't just go with the norm. We're living life with a heart. Our voice is Hashem is with a heart. That's the vote of Hanukkah. And I've never seen Klai Yisrael live up to this more than we are over these past two months. These past two months have been the most painful, devastating, difficult months in our generation. But look at how we've reacted. I arrived in Eretz Yisrael last Thursday afternoon. My very first stop was straight to go to pay a shiva call by the Erli family. Now, of course, we feel the pain of every family. It's a, I've paid shivakuls before in my life to families I've never met just to connect and, and share and that they should know that we're one because we're all one. We're mamish all one. I remember years ago, I'll share a story just to show how one we are. This is, it's our Israel story, so it's also not from this trip, it's from years ago, but... Years ago on a trip in, in January, I think it was the day I left, on Sunday, there was a terrible terrorist attack. And a Russia terrorist killed an incredible woman while she was painting her front doorway. Daphne Mayer. Incredible Tadekas. I can't even remember offhand the city she lived in. She lived about 20 minutes past Hebron. And I went with a bunch of Talmidim and a, and a parent of a Talmud. We went and we, we, we went we said we're going to go pay a shiva call. And that was not a family I met at all. It was not a family that, that spoke a word of English actually. But we said we, we wanted to show them that we're here with them, that we're feeling with them. So we went to pay a shiva call and we sit down. And most of my Talmudim, they didn't speak Hebrew, so I was speaking on behalf of everybody. And the, right away, the father asked who we are, what we're doing. I said, we're here just to show that we're with you. 
And for the next half hour, he just told us about his wife. She was such a tzaddik, such an incredible woman. I'll never forget. I've been a different father because of her. I'll never forget how he told us how his wife was literally each of his kids' best friend and how much time she spent with each of her kids. And I find myself often spending more time with my kids because of that shiva house, because of Daphne Mare. How she'd sit on, on the bed with her kids at night for hours. Through that, I built a kesher with one of her daughters, Renana. But while I'm sitting there, so then the father was talking, just, just listen to the oneness of Klai Yisrael, listen to the story, you can't make this up. The father started talking to another group of people there. So I'm sitting next to a Talmud of mine, and this Talmud of mine, he shows me on his phone a picture of, of three girls. And I turn to him, I'm like, this is, I don't want to say this, whatever, name's Eli, doesn't matter. Eli, like, it's not the time, you know, like, like we're sitting in a shiva house, right? We're sitting in a shiva house of a family that just lost their mother. I don't remember what day, I think it was on Tuesday, two days prior. I remember walking in, you felt like you're walking over a mizbeach, you know? She was murdered in the front doorway. Mom just felt like I'm walking into, over a mizbeach. I said, hey, show me a picture. I mean, I don't want to ever see pictures of these girls, but like, why, what's, what's going on? She's like, so he says, no, 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 Rebbe, this is Renana. Renana's their daughter that actually scared away the terrorists that saw her mother being stabbed and screamed and yelled. And she was, I think, 16 at the time. She's like, this is Renana. Renana wasn't, I, we were just upstairs with the husband, with the father. Renana was in her room with her friends downstairs. So I turned to him, I'm like, the father's talking to another group over there. So I turned to him and I, I to this Talmud next to me, I said, well, why do you have a picture of Renana on your phone? What's, so this Talmud of mine was dating a young, a young woman at the time from Canada. And Renana with her, like, Hevra from Israel, they went on some sort of mission and went to Toronto for like a week and stayed by his girlfriend. And it was a picture of, of his girlfriend with Renana. And I couldn't believe it. we're sitting in this house, paying a shiva call, and this Talmud next to mine has a picture of the girl sitting shiva. Like, so immediately, like, the father saw someone going up and he asked, What are you? So I show him the phone. At first, he looked at me like, He looked, he gave me this look like, Why do you have a, why do you have a picture of my daughter on your phone? You know, like, so I'm like, No, 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 it's his, it's his. It's not, I'm like, No, 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 it's his. And then I explained to the father, about his chavera and how she, his daughter, he, he was mamish blown away. He immediately tells someone to go bring up Renana from downstairs. And Renana comes up and I tell Renana the whole, the whole story. And he knew exactly who this guy was. He never met, she never met him, but knew the background. And, and it was such a moment of chizik and nechama for every, like I get, the grandmother came over to me afterwards and we were leaving and said, you have no idea what nechama was, not just coming, what happened because what happened? We went to pay a shiva call, basically just to say to this family, you know, we're one with you. We're here on vacation from, from Chutzlars. We want you to know we're one with you. And within a moment, you think this Israeli family doesn't speak a word of English, and here's a bunch of guys that don't speak a word of Hebrew. And within moments, there's this connection. Like, we're one. We're mamish one. My Rebbe, he said it so beautifully. He says, you know what it means that we're one? It doesn't just mean we're brothers and sisters. We're mamish one. We're just, you know, just like we, we, your, your pinky finger on your right hand and your thumb on your left hand. I think I did the opposite. But what Lamaisa are, are one with, your, are all part of the same body. They're just different parts. We're mamish goy echad. We're one. We're one. So of course I'd, I'd pay a shiva call to the early family just because we're one. But then, Mrs. I had a connection as well. 
they happened to, five summers ago, live, stay in my house. They rented my house for the summer when I was away for the summer. When I was a Rav in Camp Dina and away for the whole summer, they rented our house and they stayed in our house. And their son, Binyamin, Zeich who was killed in Gaza, 21 years old, he slept in our house. So we went straight from the plane to them. It was our first stop, straight from the plane, just to maybe bring a little chizik, maybe bring a little nechama. Showing that we care, showing that... And I told them, and first of all, they're amazing people. You want to hear, these, that's what I want to share with you, how Achetich Regel Nashuk, Regel is this Hergel's rote, mechanical, the Jews in Eretz Yisrael, they're not normal, they're abnormal, it's amazing. We can't be normal anymore. There's no normalcy. In the most beautiful of ways. You know, we sit down there, and I didn't even know if they knew who we were. Again, they rented our house, but we weren't there. I met them once or twice for 10 minutes when I had to go get a few things, you know, over the summer. My wife was in touch with them with all the details on texting or email, whatever it was. Like, so I didn't even know if they know who we were. I was going to tell them. But within a minute, I sit down. We sit down. It's full. The whole room's full, of course. And within a, within a minute, they turn to us, the husband, and says, Oh, look, the cones are here to bring us chizik. And why did he say that? Because he's a tzaddik. And he wanted us to feel comfortable knowing that we hardly know them. And they amazing people. And then to hear there and here, I, I, I watched the whole Levaya with my shir. To hear Jennifer Early speak about her son, the son Binyamin. The son Binyamin who was Shatikh Regal on the, on the highest of levels. She said how she, I'm still blown away and I want to share, especially to say this over in the five towns and you'll understand what I'm saying. She went after her son was killed, she went into his room to look for some object that will be a memento, something she could keep with her as a zeicher of, of Binyamin. And she couldn't find anything. And I confirmed this with her when I was with her in person. We actually ended up paying shivagol, then I ended up going back on, on Monday and spending about an hour and a half with her and her husband and her family after the shiva. Whole nother story. She couldn't find anything. You know why she couldn't find anything? Because he didn't have anything that was materialistic. He didn't care about anything physical. He had nothing. He had Eretz Yisrael, he had Rabbi Shalom, he had his Chaverim, his family. That's what he had. He didn't have physical, he didn't need anything physical. She couldn't find anything. He was the first one, you know, he gave up his life. He's with his whole unit. And they... they there was some house that they bombed out and they were taking over and he was the first one to go in because he was going to be the one that's going to protect everybody else and be Meister Nefesh, his life. And that's how he was taken of Kiddush Hashem. You get home from breaks from the army and you think, you get home, the army is like strenuous, like serious. We don't even know. I just know from, from Talmudim. Like really hard work. You get home, all you want to do is chill and relax. And he would get home, say hello to his family, he'd leave. There was a farm that actually another Talmud of mine is on. This chevra of like 10 people, 12 people, they, take, took, they live on this farm. The main reason they live on this farm is to keep it in Jewish hands and the Arabs. It's surrounded by Arabs over there. But they want the, the, the Yidden, that the Arabs shouldn't take over this land. So we're on this farm and they're taking care of cows over there. And he would run to the farm just to take care of Eretz Yisrael. One of the last times he was home, he ran to it and he planted a karam. He planted a vineyard. Because he wants to plant Eretz Yisrael. 
What a tzaddik, just to hear about him. And to meet, to meet his family, to meet his parents and his siblings, and to see people with such a muna, who are not crawling into a ball, I'm sure there's been plenty of tears, but not misyayish, but living, knowing and talking about their son living a full life. I heard it from her how their son lived a full life, because they know he lived, and he lived and died al Kiddush Hashem. To hear the Amuna. It's no ray, it's no Hergel. Hergel would say, be normal like this world and, and just be in despair and give up when you lose a child. Jennifer, she said, she said at some point, I think it was to, a, to one of her children, I don't, I don't recall, but you know, at one point she said, oh, I wish we could just go back in time or some line like that. And the child said to her, it was a relative, I don't remember who it said, if you could, what would you do differently? She thought about it. She said, actually nothing. Do you hear a mother who lost her child saying such a thing? That's the level of Muna. That's the level of Bitachon. A woman who lives off Tyra. She just wants me to send her more and more Tyra. She's part of us because she listens to the Shirim, by the way, Chavra. She's part of this Chavra, in a way. She's part of us. I don't know how many of you were there, I don't know. But there's no question that was what it was for. If you, if, if you were there, or if you listened, everything's Ashkocha. We had a shir in Stern College. November 15th, Wednesday night. Any of the chaver was there? No, we don't have anyone? Some of the chaver was there, you were there? So that was a Wednesday night before Binyamin was killed. Remember what we spoke about? All we spoke about was Binyamin. And how Binyamin is the month of Kislev. And how Binyamin represents seeing Chesed, even in the most difficult times. And shared a story about a mother, Tzadikis, Miriam Peretz, who lost two children in the army, and all the Amunah. I have no doubt, the only reason Hashem brought that to speak about that was because the next day, generally listened to that shir. Unbeknownst to me, I just found this out later. Listen to that shir. That shir all about Binyamin and seeing Chesed even in difficult times and about a mother losing children in the army. She listened to that shir two days before losing her own child. To hopefully bring some chizik and some nechama, and I hope it did. At least she said she did. It did. So you never know. You never know who you're speaking to. You never know anything. And it's, okay, I have this close to share Torah. But you're talking to someone, you don't even know where it's going. You don't even know what it's doing. Did I, did I realize that I'm giving that whole entire shir? I thought I'm giving it to Stern College. I'm giving it to one woman. Why the Abish brought that I should speak about Binyamin, and I should speak about Binyamin in the month of Kislev. And you can't make this stuff up. It's the Abish Just bringing, the, bringing some refuah before the Makkah, right? So then, that was, that was the tzaddikim of the early family. Achetich l'regel. With such a muna. So then I went from there to another Makam Kadosh. To a mamish, a place that was just Kadosh Kadashim. Went to Tel HaShomer Hospital. Tel HaShomer Hospital is this massive hospital. Now, I, I personally 
don't go into hospitals in, in Eretz Yisrael unless it was mamish I would need to for some because there's a kaya and it's not so poshit. In America, it's much easier because Roiv, the majority of people are non-Jews and so it's more heterim to deal with but in, in, in Eretz Yisrael where everyone's a yid, there's a kaya and there's a very strong chance that someone passes away and the tumma, right? It's not poshit for a kaya to go into hospitals in Eretz Yisrael. Even in America, they're shy. I'm not going to get into all that right now. But there's, in the hospital, there was a rehabilitation center. And my Yedid Nafshi, the chevra that goes to, that's been in Hask, knows of Judah Michelle, he told me they were going to have a big event. Thank you, Hashem, was making this big barbecue and concert. And he's like, come, you, you'll see, it'll be very special. I couldn't even in my wildest dreams imagine how special it was going to be. It was, it was a, a, a makom that changed my life forever. To go and meet with soldier after soldier that are the holiest people I've met in my life that are laying there with amputated legs and arms and blind and that have given up their limbs for you and I. They were in tanks that were bombed that were there on October 7th. A Yid, a Yid that was there on October 7th the commander in the army but he was in his home and he, the terrorists were coming to his home and he got everyone, his wife and children into the safe room and he took his gun and ten terrorists came to his house and he killed six of them and then physically fought off four of them and as they're running away they threw a grenade at him and blew up in his face and took out his, eyes, his eyesight right now and his whole body is ravaged and he's still there in the rehabilitation center two months later but he saved his entire family to meet Yidin like Noam Noam was laying in bed with an amputated leg and telling me that what Avodat HaKodesh I'm doing. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? I came just to say thank you. I came to give you a bracha. He says, exactly. You came from America to be with me. This is Avodat HaKodesh. He's telling me I'm doing Avodat HaKodesh. He gave his, his leg for you and I. He gave his leg for Klai Yisrael. And he has the biggest smile you've ever seen in your life. To be dancing with Yonatan. dancing with... With Shalom, these Heilige Yidin who are there and have given up, they, they're, they're, and they're with Pesimchan talking about the Nisim, talking about the miracles, talking about how the Rabboni Shalom is by their side. I, I, I never, I've never met Yidin like this in my life, and these are our Yidin. They're not normal. They're not normal because there's so much Amuna, and so much Gvura, and so much hope. I was giving each one a brachas kohanim, but afterwards I'd ask them to give me a bracha. I want bracha, I told each soldier, I told each soldier, I told each soldier that, you know, of the highlights of my trips to Eretz has always been meeting with G'daylam. I had this to meet with so many G'daylam in Eretz to get brachos, to, to, to ask Eitzah, to grow from the G'daylam of Eretz Yisrael. And I looked at each other and said, this trip also, I came to meet G'daylam. But you're my God. You're my God. I want brachos from you. I want Eitzah from you. I want to learn from you. And I did. I did. In the most beautiful of ways. The most beautiful of people. Who are not normal. But that's how we all have to be. We don't have to go through that to become that. Learn from these tzaddikim. What a real Amun is. What a real Amun is. Where does it come from? We have it in us. 
Each and every one. We have it in us to be not normal. We have it in us to be above this world. It was a bracha given. It was a bracha given to Abraham Avinu. We know the famous words in Parshas Lech Lecha, Parak Tezvav, Hashem took him outside. He took Abram outside. And he said, Stare at the heaven. And count the stars. Are you able to count them? And he said to him, So too will be your children. And all the Mepharshim discussed, What does that mean? Pashtas, he's talking about stars. Like, count the stars, so will be your children. Really? There are billions of stars. How many Jews are there? We finally got back to the number we were pre-Holocaust. 16 million about. There are a billion Christians, a billion Muslims. There's 16 million of us in the entire world. Are we anything close to the stars? What does that mean, We've never come to that fruition So one idea came to me this past Monday night in Yerushalayimir Kodesh. It was together with beautiful Nashim Tzidkaniyos who are learning in seminary in this beautiful event that Hask put together. So one idea I believe what Hashem was saying to Avravina Koya Zarecha, just like the stars. It's just like we see it now more than ever. And that is just like the stars are shining bright in the darkest of nights. Koya Zarecha. That yes, we're going to go through darkness. Yes, we're going to go through difficulty. But in that difficulty, in the darkest of hours, we have the ability to, to burn bright, to shine. Koya, he gave it. It's part of our chemical, biological makeup. Each and every one of us. And we see it now in Kaiser Hall. We see it, we go, to go through this level of devastation and see Yidin who've never put on tefillin, start putting on tefillin, start putting on tzitzit, start keeping Shabbos. To see the pride of Yiddishkeit, the Am Yisrael Chai. How many? Well, in the last week, there have been more songs, last two weeks, last month, more songs written about the greatness in our Achdus, like in, in the last year put together, right? Every single Israeli singer has like the most incredible song about Am Yisrael Chai or Achdus or... Because that's what we're about right now. It's amazing. I'm telling you, it's like different just to walk the streets. Forget about all the beautiful places I went. Just to walk the Shuk and walk Ben Yehud and be at the Kaisel. You feel different. You feel Klal Yisrael in the most beautiful of ways. And that we know we're one. We have this Koyazarecha to shine in dark times, like we're shining. And by the way, each and every one of us has this also Beprat. We all go through our individualized challenges. Whatever that challenge might be in our own personal life. Koyazarecha means I have it within me to shine through the darkness. To, per, to persevere. And to be successful through the darkest of times. To shine bright. Each and every one of us has it within us. But this is another shot that I saw years ago. And I think this is the, the backbone of how it's how we're not normal, how we're above it all. You know what else Hashem was telling Avram? So the Medrash says, when the Pazik says, He took him outside. It doesn't mean he just took him outside. 
He was already outside. It means he took him out of the universe. He took him above this world. Habait Habait means to stare down. Look down at heaven. You're above. You're Lamala. You're above this world now, Avram. So too will be your children. Just like now, you're Lamalam in Aoylam. You're Lamalam in Ateva. You're above the world. You're not normal. So too will be the children. We could be above this world. We're not bound by this world. Normalcy would say right now we should all be Bavelus. Normalcy would be for the past two months we'd sit on the floor crying. And we have cried, and it's okay to cry. But we're above normal. We cry and we get back up. And we're more connected than ever to the Rabbi we have it within us. We saw this by Yosef Tzadik. The Pazik says by Yosef in that whole Maisa, because every detailed, every individualized Maisa, we need this. When he had the Maisa with Aishas Potiphar, and you have this, this woman seducing him, he's all alone. What's the Pazik? Vayonos Vayotze Hachutza. Same Moshur. Vayonos Vayotze Hachutza. He went out. What? Vayotze Hachutza means above this world. Because it takes supernatural self-control to be batzliach in that situation. When we saw by Yosef, we see it by you and I. We're above this world through the challenges that we've been through. We could persevere through them. That's the yontav of Chanukah. We're not normal, we're above it. Just like Chanukah. Well, it's Yosef. Yosef is Gematra 156, which is Gematra Melech Yovan, Gematra Antiochus. He has a koach to defeat normalcy. And so do you and I. Because we have Hashem by our side, and Hashem's Lomalim and Ateva. Ko, Chafei, 25. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad, 25 letters. When we're so deeply connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're above it all. We're not normal. I saw, such, I mean, it, even the simple things that I saw, so not simple, nothing simple. Shabbos afternoon. Last Shabbos. Last Shabbos, I had the beautiful pleasure to spend Shabbos, spent the whole trip by my, by my son and daughter-in-law, Shmuel and Tamar, such a nachas, as a parent, to, to stay by your, your children, to Shabbos by your children, it was amazing. Shabbos afternoon, they're living in Ramada Shkol, and I take a walk with my Sure, many of you have been in Ramadashko, walked around. They're on the top of Ramad Golan. There's a little park across the street from them. Maybe some of the knows where Zuckers is and Bnei Shivas, whatever it is. And Shabbos afternoon, I took a little walk with my wife. I mean, there's a little park there. And again, this was really like around. It was, we, we were starting to sue the late. Most people were in the middle of the sue the probably so there weren't many people out. And we take a walk in this park. And it's beautiful. It's like overlooking these beautiful like mountains. And I see two women. We see two women. Look like a mother and daughter. It's Shabbos afternoon. And the mother's in jeans and sneakers. 
the daughter's in black pants and a sweatshirt on Shabbos. And they're zogging Tehillim with more kavana than I've ever seen anyone in my life, screaming it, screaming it out loud. It's not normal. It's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful sights I've ever saw in my life. Painful, beautiful, I don't even know what to say. This is what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. Not normal people. The early family, they're not normal people. These soldiers, each and every one of them, not normal. But this is what we all have within us. Ko yazarecha. To tich regel. Don't be normal anymore. We don't have to be normal in the way we daven. We don't have to be normal in the way that we treat each other. Go above and beyond. Above and beyond. Tzvah tells us that the word ko, ko represents also living l'malam and tevel, like we just explained, and that brings about nisim as well. In fact, ko b'miloi, right? Each letter has a miloi. Like aleph, when we pronounce it, it's aleph lamet pei. And bez is bez yud tof. And gimel is gimel men lamet, right? Yichap? We've said it, we've used this before. So ko is chaf hez. So chaf is chaf pei, which is a hundred. And hey is hey hey, which is ten, so it's 110. Which is the same gematria as neis, nun samach. Because when, when we live above the, the world, we bring nisim into the world. We bring miracles into the world. And we're going to bring miracles into the world. I'll tell you a miracle. Again, I don't know where this story is going, and I'm going to leave names out of the story, because this story is still happening. But it's just incredible. Just incredible. I told you I was in Tel HaShomer, the rehabilitation center, which was literally quite discussion. My, this is a very close family friend, Rabbi Hillel Horowitz. He's a, he was once a Knesset member. He was the mayor of Hebron. Very special. He's going around as a soldier, just speaking Chizik to all the soldiers. He's all, and he showed up there to daven together with us with the soldiers. He, he quoted a Chazal. I don't know where it's from. I have to find out. How like a place like this is mamish a makum of kodesh kedoshim? Incredible! It felt you felt it. You didn't need a chazal to tell it to. So in that holy place, so I spent again like three hours on Thursday there. So Monday, Monday I ended up again. I told you I paid a shiva call on Thursday, but Monday I ended up back with the early family, spending time with them in their house. And I get out of there. It was already like five thirty on my flight that week, that night. I wanted to go to dinner. I wanted to spend a few more minutes with my own children, my, my married son, my daughter-in-law, my, my daughter. I have a daughter in seminary. Shama. It was a beautiful time with them as well. And then I had this Hask event and then to the flight. So I get out of the house in Beit Shemesh and I, I ran to Dab Mincha. It was Mincha time. And I look at my phone. I had like a ton of missed calls from a, from a Talmud of mine, Aaron Yudin. It's a very holy year. He's like a son to me. He was together with me in Tel Hashomer, and when we were we were singing with soldiers, and we were we he was playing he plays guitar very beautifully, so he was leading the kumzits, and I was it was it was amazing. It was kaidish kedushin. So he's like, Rebbe, he, I see him. I have like twenty missed calls from him, maybe, and I, I call him back. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. He's like, we got to go back to Tel Hashomer. His flight was also that night, but there was enough to. He's like, for a few hours, and we'll go straight from there to the airport. Rebbe, we got to go back. I'm like, Aaron. Because it was the highlight of his trip, the highlight of my trip. The like, it's just too special. These Yidin are so holy. I thought about MS. I got back Tuesday morning. I, I got to Shear. 
was like running, I got to Shir. The minute I got to Shir, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing in this country. I've never felt more than I need to go back. I went right on L. Before I started Shir, I just went right on L and saw what it would be to book a ticket for Thursday to go back for this Shabbos. Because I really thought I'm just going to go back. I just have to be back. But then my, my younger kids, they voted against it. They said, you got to, like, Tati, you got to be home for Shabbos. We got to spend time with you. Like, that's what I'm here. But we'll get back soon, Amir Tashem. So I said, Aaron, listen, I'd love to. I, I felt what you felt, but I have to go spend some time with my kids and I'm speaking about this Hask event that I just don't have the time. I can't get there. I said, you go, you go, fine. So he goes. He went with a friend or something, I don't know. I don't speak to him again. Okay, I go, I have dinner with my kids, leave, to, we go to the Hask event, which is so beautiful, get to the airport, drop off the car. And then like, in the airport these days in Eretzral, I didn't realize at first, but there's like only one door open to go through. So they have security because there's so few flights out. It's a, by the way, if you go like 10 minutes through the airport, you know like those crazy big lines? There's no line anywhere, which is sad. But like we wasted 10 minutes, I go up to the, I usually have to go up to the top floor to departures and I'm with my wife and we wasted about 10 minutes till we finally found where we're supposed to go. And as I'm about to go there, I, start, I hear a voice just screaming from my, is that the right way? I'm, I turn around, I see, he didn't realize it was me at first, it's like, it's Aaron, it's my Talmud. So I turn, I'm like, Aaron, he's like, whoa, Rebbe, no way. He drops, he's, okay, I see him, it's not just Aaron, he's with some young woman, and they're walking toward, they're like walking towards me. And I'm like, who's this woman, what's going on here? But okay, Maven Yavin, it is what it is. And he drops all the stuff and runs. And then he screams, come here, come here. I should have said the name, but I was meant to keep the names out for this. But okay, nobody, I don't think anyone here knows her. It is what it is. Lamaisa, finish the story, it is what it is. So, he says to the woman, he says, this is who I was just telling you about. This is my Rebbe. I'm like, Aaron, what, what's going on? What are you talking about? So, Rebbe, let me tell you something. I went back to tell Shomer, and it was amazing. And, I'm not going to say the name of the soldier, but there was a soldier there, whatever it was that he was, he was with, and he met this other woman there that was there. And then they realized that they're both taking flights back. They weren't even on the same flight, but around the same time, so they'll, they'll, they decide, they'll take a taxi back from Tal Shomer straight to, the, straight, to the, straight to the airport together. She's like, just now she was telling me how this woman, this woman, she herself was in the army, Served in the army. She finished army service not long ago. Unfortunately, many of her friends were killed during this from her units. And she came just like we all did, like just to be in our throw, to be with me. She didn't even know what she's doing. And she came to tell Ashomer her first day there. And she met one soldier there that was full of, like, so charismatic and so magnetic and so incredible. And she ended up for five days straight just spending time with this soldier. And she, like, fell in love with him. And at one point she even said to him, like, I want you to know, like, I really like you. It's not just that I'm here to visit you from America. Like, and he said to her, you don't understand how you just gave me back all of my chiyas. You just gave me back all of my life. Because as much as I accept this from Hashem, and as much as I know it's all from Rabbi Shalom, but like, I never thought a young woman was going to like me again with an amputated leg and with my condition and... And she was telling Aaron in the in she's telling Aaron in the in the cab that she literally and he said she's finished telling me this about two minutes ago 
that she thinks she's going to marry him. So I said to her a minute ago, listen to this, how this goes. A minute ago, I said to her, you know, I was there Thursday with the same soldier. And my Rebbe gave the soldier a bracha and said to him, you're going to be a chatan. And, he's going to, and he said to him I'm going to, that he's going to come to the chastana and that he's going to be dancing together with that soldier. He told this to the soldier on Thursday. So he says to this girl, he says, by the way, by the way, my Rebbe is going to be your Masada Gedushin, and I'm going to come also to the chastana and I'm going to play guitar by the chuppah, and it's going to be the greatest chastana of all time. And a minute later, he sees us with her. He says, that's my Rebbe. Like, you can't make this up. You can't make it up. That's what happened. Now, the end of the story, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, we'll have another part of the story and we'll have a chasana to go to Bez Hashem. But regardless, it's just like when you're living above, you're living above this world, miracles happen. Miracles happen. And we're all living above this world. Now, Klai Yisrael is. The Yidin Eretz Yisrael are. In ways that are not normal. There's still pain, and there's still suffering, there's still tears, of course. But it's like together with hope. Together with the strongest amuna, Together with achtas. Together with oneness. It's like I got a message after Shabbos from, from Jen Early. This Sadekis. And one of the things she said, she's like, I'm, I'm whole and broken at the same time. Of course she's broken. She lost her son. But she's whole. Because she has a moon, because she has Hashem, and she's she's tichle regel. We have it all. All of us have this. All of us have this. All of us have this, and this is the yant of Hanukkah that we're entering into. That's what the Chashmanayim had. Why else would Chashmanayim be willing to fight even against the Yavanim, this small little group of yeshiva guys? It makes no sense, but they're above it. But they're above it. And that's how we're going to greet Mashiach with the ultimate gula chaver. You know, we're going to play dreidel, this, this game. So just a little bit of a deeper remez in the dreidel. One of the oisios on the dreidel, nun gimel hei and shin. He's here in Chutzlar. It's nun gimel hei and shin. It adds up to 358 by Exactly gematra Mashiach. So let's spin the dreidel and live this Hanukkah above. Let's bring light back into the world of so much darkness over the last two months. And then we'll be Zoycheb as Hashem to bring the Nisim through us living Lamalam and Ateva of Koyazarecha and Tichla Regal, get rid of all the Hergel, living like these soldiers, living like these families, living like the Yidin Veritas role, even if we're not Zoycheb to physically be there, our hearts are there, Halavaya, we should all be there, but until that time, like, live like it, take the Chizik from them to Zoycheb, to the Nisim of Gula Shleima, with Mashiach Zerkeinu, as Hashem, Bekarov, Bekarov, Bekarov. We'll be dancing, we'll have Tchis Amesim of all those that were taken from us recently. And there'll be Ula Refuos for all these soldiers and Mashiach, they're going to get back all these limbs and we'll be dancing together with them, the Machal for Zadikim. Chazal say, there's going to be this big circle for Zadikim, they're going to be the Zadikim. You're going to see these soldiers, Mamish, dancing with their Bonishol, and we're going to be watching it in the most beautiful ways with Gulashleim of Mashiach Zakenu, Bimheir Abiyamenu.